This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. And so it's it's an odd mix of circumstances as to why the stories of these other men, and Curtis Barrett in particular, have never been told. And fortunately, though, that, that wrong is about to be righted, and uh, Curtis Barrett and three others uh, are going to be awarded next Friday the Star of Courage they'll receive from the Governor General at a ceremony in Ottawa next Friday. So who is Curtis Barrett, and why do none of us know who he is? That story coming up after 2.30. Uh, on, up the top of this hour, now I, I realized during the, the break that the idea of the last Saturday of every month being Halloween is probably a, a bad idea. But I do still think that the idea of Halloween on the last Saturday of October is still a really good idea. I was trying to convince people in my neighborhood that we need to get on this. We need to spread the word. Tell people, hey, you know, put your uh, pumpkin out uh, on the Saturday if you're, if you're down with the Saturday trick-or-treating. Because, uh, you know, if you're a parent, you're kind of spoiled last year. Not only was it a gorgeous evening, but it was a Saturday. You can just relax. You don't have to worry about school the next day or whatever else you got going on during the week. It's perfect. Now, Halloween's on a Monday this year. My kids got hockey practice till 6.45 on Mondays, and it's just, ugh, it's going to be a great big giant headache. And then you got school the next day. You got to make sure they've made their lunch and all of that stuff. I'm not happy about it. So that, that's my little thing. It's my little crusade. But here's interesting. We tried to get a hold of this uh, counselor, Kim Chamberlain, from Bathurst, New Brunswick weren't able to do so because I, I didn't even know this was the case. And I wonder how many other communities have this or something like it on the books. Now, the city councilor in Bathurst is trying to change these, what she feels are too strict rules around trick-or-treating in Bathurst. They actually have a bylaw in this community, and it's pretty specific. If you are older than 14, you are not allowed to trick-or-treat. And for all the legal trick-or-treating that's going on, you got to shut it all down by 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. That seems awfully early, especially if you got a kid who's at hockey practice until 6.45. But, I mean, 7 o'clock, you know, 8 o'clock maybe. But I think for the most part, you know, you feed kids supper, you send them out. Um, you know, you're not getting going until after 6 in most cases. Uh, so this was passed back in 2005 in Bathurst. And by the way, there's a fine of up to $200 for violating the bylaw. I don't know if you'd get uh, double whacked if you're a 15-year-old trick-or-treating at 730. Uh, Councilor Kim Chamberlain, though, is saying, look, this is ridiculous. we got to change this. Um, it's, it's too strict. It doesn't make sense. Here's what, what she told the Canadian press. Well, I had recommended that maybe we go till about 7.30 because a lot of working parents, before they get home, you know, make supper and you don't want kids trick-or-treating on an empty stomach. So, and then by the time they actually start trick-or-treating at 6 o'clock, 6.30, so it doesn't really give them a lot of time. So we just want to tweak it a little bit. All right. Well, I don't know why you need a bylaw. I mean, most communities don't have trick-or-treating bylaws. We seem to, to manage okay. Yeah, sure, you get the odd stragglers knocking on your door at 9 o'clock and, you know, you're a little peeved. But, you know, for the most part, it it works out all right. If you don't want to hand out candy, uh, then go out that evening or go in your basement, turn your lights off, make it clear, don't answer your door. You're not giving out trick-or-treat candy. Kids, move on. 
And, you know, I know I've been out trick-or-treating with my kids. If you go to a house where the lights are all off, it's pretty obvious. Okay, you know, let's go on to the next house. And look at that house there. They got the jack lantern now. They got decorations. They're down with this. They've got candy. They're part of it all. Go to that house. And I'm sure you've probably also seen uh, the older kids. And you'd wonder, well, what are you doing? Give it a rest. You've got facial hair. You should not be out uh, trick-or-treating. But, you know, for the most part, I don't think 16 and 17-year-olds are all that interested in trick-or-treating. They got other things they're more worried about. I don't know that that's a big problem either, although it is annoying when you see some of those those older kids. But do we really need a a bylaw? Do we really need the the government getting involved to to regulate all of this, regulate when trick-or-treating needs to end, regulate how old the kids must be? And obviously, too, I mean, certainly it's going to depend on what night of the week it is, getting back to the point about Saturday. Even if you want to make sense that on a Tuesday, 7 o'clock is late enough. But if it's a Friday or Saturday... You know, especially now that we've pushed back the the time change, it stays light out a little bit later on. So there's less rush. And certainly if it's a Friday or Saturday, there's there's even less rush to get it all wrapped up. So, again, I, I don't know how many communities have this. I was surprised to, to find out that any did. I mean, Bathurst isn't the biggest municipality in the country, but it is a, a city. Uh, and $200, that's a, a bit of a wallop. So... Again, I think, you know, my idea of Saturday Halloween would, would solve a lot of these problems. But, um, yeah, city bylaws to, to punish late trick-or-treaters or punish older kids? Probably not. Now, here's the other story I wanted to mention. I think Bruce was talking about this this morning, too. And it's not a surprise given what's going on in a lot of campuses, university campuses across the country, where there's a real big concern about anything that might be potentially offensive. Now, here's the story out of Brock University. Brock University students attending this year's campus Halloween party are being encouraged to check a website to make sure their costumes are not prohibited. Yes, prohibited. According to a costume protocol developed by the student union at St. Catharines, uh, traditional or religious headdresses, such as feathered bonnets and turbans, are off-limits. So too are thobes, which are ankle-length robes worn by Arab men. Any makeup depicting Japanese geishas, outfits containing the Confederate flag, and costumes that depict Caitlyn Jenner. Students are told, quote, if a member of your party is denied entry because of their costume, they will be escorted to a space, I don't know if it's a safe space, a space where they can change or remove the offending item. Now, look, we can all have our own standards as to what's appropriate or what's offensive. And, look, if you're going to a a party at a house where it's just a a close circle of friends, maybe you're a little more willing to push the envelope with something a little offensive or risque than if you're going to a big party where you don't know a lot of people. And certainly people are free to go up to someone and say, hey, you know what? I'm Aboriginal. You're wearing that headdress. I find that offensive. You're a big jerk for wearing that. Uh, That's certainly free speech. But the notion that we need universities policing Halloween costumes 
And, and by the way, to mention Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner explicitly said last year when there are all of a sudden all these Caitlyn Jenner costumes that she didn't have a problem with it. She found it kind of funny, but I guess that doesn't matter. Someone else will, will speak on her behalf. So I don't know if that's the case at, uh, at other universities. It probably wouldn't surprise me if there were. In fact, I, I would go so far as to guess that there probably are at other universities. But maybe Brock University is going a bit further by setting up a website specifically to inform the kids about this. And make it known that you're going to get in big trouble if you try to pull this. And by the way, what if you're Japanese and you dress as, as a geisha? That, that's prohibited too? Anyway, some time for your calls here. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we got Dan on the line. Dan, go ahead. Hey, Rob. This is kind of crazy. Yeah, um, a little bit. I didn't know that they were legally allowed to micromanage people like that, especially with the whole uh, you're only allowed out until 7. And Like, are they legally allowed to tell people they can't be outside at 7 p.m.? Well, I don't know how they enforce it because the rule isn't that you have to be off the street. The rule is that you can't be trick-or-treating <laughs> after 7 o'clock. So if you're walking somewhere, but I guess presumably that would be okay. It's just, oh, wait a second. Are you going up to that door? Are you asking for candy? Now you get a ticket? I, I, I don't understand how that's workable. Yeah, and, and who's IDing the Ninja Turtle when he comes to my door? Uh, yes. I'm going to give a, a little spoiler for at least the people of Calgary. Uh, my wife is, we'll say, almost 40 years old. She's about four foot eight, high pitch voice. And every year when she takes her nephews trick or treating, she dresses up, goes to the door, says trick or treat, and she gets candy every year. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully no one's IDing this year, but just so people know, if you're short <laughs> and high pitch, you can still get candy. Good to know. Dan, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for that. Let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. 403-974-8255. It's afternoons on News Talk 770. Uh, welcome back. 403-974-8255. There was a story as well. I should find out where it is because it was maybe it was a university south of the border or it was somewhere in the U.S. anyway. Where because there's like these Harambe costumes or even there's a sexy <laughs> Harambe costume you can find. Someone said that that's cultural appropriation, to which the obvious response is, it's a dead gorilla. It's not a culture. I was a Ninja Turtle last year. I don't think that's cultural appropriation, is it? Anyway, 403-974-8255. Let's uh, go to Brock. Brock, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, just a quick little story, and uh, I'll precursor this with uh, no disrespect to any religious groups. A couple of years ago, uh, when uh, on Halloween, I had a couple of uh, teenage boys, probably 17, 18, come to my door uh, trick-or-treating, and they were just wearing slacks and white shirts. <laughs> and I said, well, come on, guys, what kind of a costume is this? And they said, oh, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. But I had to give them double candy, uh, <laughs> just being original and unique. So that's my quick story. Nice. Appreciate it, Brock. Thanks for the phone call. You know, to that point, uh, I get a few texts here. This one here says, Rob, I don't mind the older kids. I get rid of all my candy that way. Right? Which is a good point. Or this one here says some 12-year-olds are six feet tall. They're still kids. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. And this one, too, here uh, says, who cares if teenagers come to your door trick-or-treating? Where else would you rather them be? At a party drinking? Out egging cars? You know, as long as they're dressed up, who cares? It's all for fun. 
Do you really need the government protecting you from 14-year-olds? If a 14-year-old comes to your door and asks for candy, you can say, no, go away, please. Right? Can you just imagine the shrinking violet that would just freak out at the sight of a couple of 15-year-olds uh, and run to the phone to call bylaw officials? 911, get bylaw officials over here quick. I've got a couple of 15-year-olds at my door looking for candy. It's an emergency. Let's go. Really? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if, if it bothers you to see 15 or 16-year-olds out trick-or-treating, assuming you know that they're that age, uh, then don't give them anything. Seems pretty simple. And so what? I mean, they want candy, throw some candy in their bag. They take the candy and leave, then what's the big deal? You know, the guy who said, uh, you know, helps get rid of the candy, you're right, you always end up buying too much. And then I tell you what's going to happen November 1st here in this building and a lot of offices is everybody's going to bring in all their leftover candy. They're going to put it in the lunchroom. And none of us can help ourselves and we're all going to eat it. So, yeah, I'd rather it be given to the the 16-year-old trick-or-treaters than people bringing it into work. Uh, Let's see, text here from Dave says, on the Halloween night, we would say to the door, Halloween apples, candy or cake, if you don't give us any, your back house will shake. (laughs) I never heard that one before. Uh, This one uh, from Adam says, Rob, I thought I was listening to a satirical news program, a trick-or-treat bylaw, what a waste of time. No kidding, right? And I I wonder how many tickets they've written over the 11 years in Bathurst, uh, Bathurst, New Brunswick, that they've, uh, they've given out. And now, look at this. Someone's now crapping on my awesome idea. This one says, yeah, sure, Rob, let's move Christmas to Saturdays, too. Get real. Well, hello. Is Thanksgiving on a, a set day every year? When's the last time you said, well, it's, you know, it's Wednesday, it's Thanksgiving, let's get the turkey going. Thanksgiving's not a set date. Thanksgiving is always on a certain day. And hey, what about Easter? Look at that. Easter is always on a certain day of the week. Um, so yeah, Christmas is always on December 25th. Okay, that's fine. It's always a day off anyway. But, uh, you know, if Thanksgiving can be on a certain day of the week, why not, uh, why not Halloween? So I, I can't believe that someone doesn't see the brilliance of that idea. Uh, this text here says, the older kids that come to my door are always polite. I guess I should encourage them to go drink in the bush. That's the thing. I, we've had older kids, and I always roll my eye that, like, really? You're how old and you're still out trick-or-treating? But so what? They're not being jerks. I mean, they might be, I suppose, if you tell them to beat it. But, yeah, they, they, you know, they're just trick-or-treating. Another one here says, my daughter was 12 years old last October and was five foot eight at the time. She looked 15 and got reamed out at one house. I was so disappointed in that person. Let kids be kids. You're going to be sour like that. Don't hand out candy. Still, I don't think the government needs to be involved. And my daughter's 13. She says she's planning on going trick-or-treating. You know, she's the kind of kid that'll come to Halloween and she'll realize she hasn't made plans to go trick-or-treating, but we kind of tease her. You know, because she's 13 and still wants to go trick-or-treating, but so what? So what? You know, so yeah, I, I agree with all of this. 
it seems like, you know, the last thing a city council should concern itself with. Unfortunately, we see that a lot of city councils, you know, they just want to solve all the world's problems. Uh, and so they start taking on these issues. They really have nothing to do with their, jur- their jurisdiction or their mandate. And you end up with, with silly stuff like this. Uh, let's get Sandy's call here. Hey, Sandy. Hi, how you doing? Pretty good. Good. Uh, what age do we stop thinking them as kids? Like, I'd rather a 16 or 15-year-old coming around asking for candy than asking for drugs. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. let them have the candy. Yeah. No, exactly. Right? Yeah. And what message are you sending them? That, like, if they still think of themselves as kids, maybe that's a yeah. good thing yeah, instead like of them thinking wanna, themselves as adults. They, they, like, they're thinking, oh, I'm going to get dressed up as something cool. I'm going to go out. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to get some free candy because, you know, I don't know how many kids have money to just blow on candy. Like, when I was a teenager, I, I was thinking of other stuff, toys or, like, sure. cool stuff, not candy, you know? Yeah, because, yeah, we got the, the 15-year-olds who want to trick-or-treat, and then you got the 15-year-olds who are wondering how they can score some, some you know, some booze or, or something. I'd rather have the trick-or-treaters, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like when I was a teenager, I was the guy, like, get your friends together, pool your money, go get some beer, smoke a couple joints, <laughs> you're, you're good to go. But, I mean, Halloween, even that day, those uh, teenagers that are getting to become adults they they all lapsed to be kids. Halloween is a kid's day. Let's go have some fun, eat some candy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well said, Sandy. Appreciate the phone call. I had this text from Jess, uh, and it's an interesting point. I, I, I would think that in Bathurst, they, they still have a soul underneath all their, their dumb bylaws. But what if you had, like, a, a kid with Down syndrome or, you know, a kid with a, some kind of a disability where maybe they might be 15 years old, but, you know, more mentally than essentially, you know, they're five or six years old, right? And a kid like that wants to go trick-or-treating, you're going to seriously give them a $200 ticket? But I think it just shows how, how silly the whole thing is in the first place. So unfortunately, we weren't able to get a hold of the one city councilor, it seems, in Bathurst, who has a bit of common sense, but I certainly wish her well in her crusade to rid the town of these silly bylaws, or at least make them less silly than they are. All right. On a more serious note, when we come back from the 2.30 News, as mentioned, we're going to hear from John Iveson in the National Post, a really important story today, introducing us to someone who I think come next week we're going to hear a lot more about, but someone who we should have been aware of two years ago. In fact, two years ago tomorrow, the date uh, of the attack on Parliament Hill. So who is Curtis Barrett, and what role did he play in stopping the gunman? We'll tell you his story in a few minutes here. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.